Hey, y'all. Welcome back to another podcast episode. Okay, so, look, I actually have a few episodes I need to put out. Um, I've just, I've been so busy, and I've just been doing other stuff, and just kind of deciding whether I should put those episodes out or not, and just, I don't know. Anyway, um, I always have that. That's always a struggle of mine, isn't it? Um, should I put this episode out? Should I talk about it? Um, one thing I do want to talk about, though, in today's episode, um, I guess this video is old now. It's from, like, last year, but I just came across a video that I'd never seen before, of this mom who was talking about, she was really upset um, on social media, talking about her pastor, a church that she was going to or whatever. Um, And she was listening to a sermon, her and her 12-year-old daughter, um, in which the pastor had made a very bizarre, insulting, confusing uh, claim. But he basically said to his congregation, uh, which, by the way, I guess he was preaching from a tent. He also was saying that COVID wasn't real, all these kind of things, just really not okay things. Um, I mean, you can feel how you want to feel about COVID. It's your business. I really don't care. I know as someone that's had it myself, it was not a good time as someone who... um, knows many people who died from COVID. Not like, not like as in like, I knew them like, uh, well, I would say I did know one person on a first name basis. However, comma, that person had other illnesses as well at the same time. Um, but one of my best friends did lose her grandmother to COVID. So I, anytime someone says COVID isn't real, I'm like, okay. Um, and people are still getting COVID actually. So it's still happening. So there's that. It might not be happening to the same degree and to the same effect as it was happening before, but it's still happening. So yeah. Um, anyway, <clears throat> this pastor and mind you, okay. So I've been in church. I, I, I believe in God. I'm a Christian person. Um, I consider myself a follower of Jesus for anything else, for any other title you want to put on me. I'm a follower of Jesus. That's what I see myself as. Um, I've been in and out of church my whole life at a few years. I was like, like, there were a few years of my life I was, like, strongly into church. I would go, like, every, like, twice a week, all that kind of stuff. Um, I was involved in youth ministry for a little while. I helped with the media team at my church. Um, so I've I've done some stuff at church. Um, but, and I've, and I've heard some things at church that I'm just kind of like, yeah, no. Um, but I don't blame church, and I don't blame the religion. I blame the people that feel like, you know, I can stand up here on a podium and talk and, and, and tell you what the Bible says and give my own interpretation of that. But I like they don't understand that their own interpretation is just that. It's your interpretation of what you read in the Bible. Just because you think you know what the Bible is saying doesn't mean that someone else doesn't know it, but in a different way. That makes sense? To me, the Bible is... Everything that's written is, is true, but it's how you take that truth. It's how you digest that truth. Truth. It's your own personal relationship with God, right? The word doesn't change, but the person reading it changes, right? And and I'm not saying that that person is necessarily wrong um, when they deliver, but I'm saying that, like, they're not always right in their delivery um, or what they're saying. That being said, okay, so this pastor, um, uh, this pastor made a claim that children who are autistic are not autistic. They are demon-possessed. Or they are being tormented by a demon, which I, which I guess those are different things. Um, what? Like, I, I huh? I, are you sure? Like, are you, are you positive? I, are you, are you positive? I, 
what the fuck are you like i just i just i'm i'm like how like what uh, okay so uh, this mother who rightfully so read into him read him for filth which i'm like yes mama yes mama I, everything she said, I loved. Everything she did about that situation, I loved. Her 12-year-old daughter, um, so she has a son who's eight years old at the time. I guess he's nine now, um, who is autistic. And her, his older sister, who's about, like, four years older than him, um, she's, I think, was 12 at the time, so she must be, like, 13 now, heard that message with her mom and, at 12 years old, heard that message and walked out of the room and cried. Which, to me broke my heart, but also was like, wow, look at, like, that's, I, I don't know, I, I was really, when I heard that, I was like, wow, that's, I mean, I, I shouldn't underestimate 12-year-olds, but I was also like, that's so, like, empathetic of her and sympathetic of her to, like, be like, wait a minute, my brother, like, you're, you're coming up, like, what, hello? I, that was really, I, that really touched my heart a lot, that she would, you know, defend her brother in that way and, and, and show that kind of emotion and concern for him at 12, you know? I'm not saying that 12-year-olds can't do that. I don't know if I, I don't have any siblings, but I don't know if I was that, like, I guess I was, maybe I was that, uh, like that at 12. I just like, I, when I think of a 12 year old, I, I don't think of a 12 year old being that emotionally, like, developed to go and, and, and be like, oh my God, like you're, but I, but I don't know. I, I, yeah, yeah, I can see it. Now, the more that I say it, the more I'm like, you know, 12 year olds are, they're capable of doing things and being emotional and having empathy and sympathy for people. So I can see that. Um, but it just, it really broke my heart that like a sister heard that and was like, my brother, though. Like, what are you saying about my brother? Who didn't, like... Ugh, yeah, I just... Uh. And to see how mad that mom was, I was like, I love your your passion for your child. I do. I love I love your passion for both of your children. For the fact that you're upset that your, your 8-year, 12-year-old daughter is crying. And then for the fact that, like, you have a child that is autistic and he's only 8 years old and you love him to death and the idea that someone would even assume or put out into the fucking world in front of their congregation that a child who has autism is therefore either demon possessed or he's being you know hurt by demons what are you talking about dude are you like are you dumb no i'm not gonna ask are you dumb you obviously are like what kind of shit is, like why would you put that in the world why would you put that out into the universe at all like you do realize that children are born with autism. Do you think they're born? Do you think children are born demon possessed now? Is that is that what we're doing? Is that what we're saying that children are born demon? I mean, maybe one would be like the Antichrist or whatever the fuck. But like, I I don't know. Unless you're doing like fucking seances, you know, when a woman is pregnant, and and maybe I guess. But like, I don't think that that's what's happening here, or in most cases with children with autism. I think those children are just autistic. Because things just happen. Like, I, I just, I, why would you put that out into the to the universe? Why? And he said it so smug. And so, like, don't come for me. I'm going to say this. And then it was like, I'm not telling you, you know, I'm, I'm not saying what I'm saying is fat. But what I'm saying is fat. Like, you know what I'm And it's like, hello? I just, I, I couldn't imagine being in that room. And either being a, a, a parent of an autistic child a sibling of an autistic child, a relative of an of autistic child, or being the autistic person that he is talking to or about. I couldn't imagine being in that kind of room. I just could not imagine being in that room. Um, I I have um, autistic people in my family as well. Um, I have a nephew um, 
he's, he's the youngest um, uh, person in my life with autism, but I have a nephew who's autistic. And um, I, his, the, the passion and the love that his family has for him, like, it's just, it's beautiful. And it just, it, there's a lot of things that people with autism go through in life and the people who support them and love them go through in life. Um, and just the fact that you could be sitting in a room or listening to a sermon and someone saying, by the way, your autistic child is probably not autistic. He's probably demon possessed. Your doctor is, is clueless and is telling you what this is. But I'm telling you that it's demon possession or that he's being attacked by demons. You sound like a demon. You sound like the demon that you're talking about. Because I don't think that autistic child is possessed by demons. I just I just don't think that that's what's happening here. I think that there are people who are definitely demon possessed. I would be, yeah, I do. I, I do. Um, I think if you can be touched by an angel, you can be touched by a demon. That's what I think. Um, do I want to experience being touched by a demon? Hell the fuck no. But I'm saying that, like, I, I do think that is a thing. Yes. I don't think that's what's happening with autistic children. I just, I just don't. I don't think that demons are running around jumping into the the bodies of babies, newly born babies, and are, you know, taking them over from that very young age. I just don't. I, in fact, I, I know quite a few people who have autism and they don't seem demon possessed to me. They seem like everyday average people who ha- who might have a few different or more struggles than the rest of us, but nothing about them makes me want to go and then worship Satan. You know what I'm saying? Like if that's what if that's what demons are doing, I don't think they're doing the best of jobs because I don't look at these people and go, "Wow, I, you know, I feel evil. I don't, I don't, I don't do that. I don't know. I don't know what, what their, what their motivation or goal would be to possess children. And like, what? I just, I think that that's so weird, but also like, I don't know. It's just, it's hurtful. It's really, really hurtful. Like I said, I'm thinking about my best friend and her child. And if she had ever heard someone even say something like that, like, oh, your child's not autistic. Your child is possessed by demons. What? No, that's not that's really upsetting like actually and it what bothers me more um than the fact that he said it was the fact that he got claps and applause and people kind of rallying him rallying rallying behind him and being like okay we accept this why why do you accept this do you accept this because it's your pastor it's some guy standing in a podium and telling you what he believes that god is like who the fuck is this dude? At the end of the day, who the fuck is, who is anybody? Who really is anybody to stand up on a fucking podium and tell you guys, this is what's real because I said so. And you're just going to sit here and fucking believe him. Really? Like, really? He's talking about your, he's talking about children with autism being demon possessed. And you're just going to believe that. The same guy that said that COVID wasn't real and then allegedly had people in his church who were dying of COVID and had relatives come back and say, hey, my mom or my grandmother or whoever died of COVID because you said that COVID wasn't real and that they would be fine. You guys are still, you're still willing to believe that? Like, I just, I learned a long time ago that no matter who's standing on that podium, they are just like, they're a person like you and I, and they're going to have wrong opinions, wrong ideologies, just like I am. They're going to have those things. Don't take everything. Everyone's looking for someone to follow. Everyone's looking for someone to just like, give me all the answers to life. That way I don't have to think for myself. But this is a moment where you might want to actually do some thinking for yourself. You you might want to at least open the floor for conversation. Cause I know, like, I remember I had to walk out of my church once because we had a visiting pastor 
and he came to our church and said that the Quran is evil and that basically Muhammad was possessed by a demon. Um, and that, that pissed me off. Cause one, I'm like, you have, you have no, you have a responsibility and an obligation when you are a pastor to take your personal feelings of things out of the equation. I know that's hard to do, but if you can't do it, then don't be a pastor. Take your personal feelings out of the equation and just teach what is written. That's hard to do because everyone has their own perception of what is written. Everyone has their own faith. But that's, and maybe that's why we shouldn't have pastors. We should have people discussing the Bible on panels. I'd rather see that. I'd rather go to church on Sunday and have five different points of view of what has been read, uh, have been written and find some kind of common ground versus someone coming up there and being like, this is what it is because I said this is what it is. I, I think I'd rather have that. My, me personally, I don't know. Maybe not you. I don't really, I, that's your business. But um, he came to our church and said that the Quran is evil and basically Muhammad was possessed. And that really pissed me off because I'm thinking you have a responsibility. You're on, now you're, you're in front of a congregation that one is not your own, but you're visiting here and you're spreading this. You have no idea who's in your audience, who's watching at home. And you're putting out there that my religion is good, your religion is evil. And if you're following this religion, then you're in trouble. What? No, I don't think that's how that works. I really don't think that's how that works. I don't. I am, like I said, I'm a Jesus follower above all things. Um, If you have to call me a Christian, fine, I'll be a Christian. But at the same time, I'm not someone who goes, that's my religion, and my religion is key, and da da da, and everybody else is it's evil, and this shouldn't be here, and you're making a mistake. No, I have no right to say that. I have absolutely no right to say that, and I don't even believe that. It's one thing to just be like, oh, I, can't, I shouldn't say it, and then to believe it. Those are those are different things. I not only don't say that, I don't believe that. I don't believe that. I truly don't. I believe God is so much bigger than a book. And then what you can't, you, in my mind, God is so complex that you can't put him in a book. You can't even put him in several books. You just can't. Oh, religion for dummies. My dad just handed me religion for dummies. Um, that's great. Um, yeah. So you can't put God in a book, in my opinion. Not, not all of who God is. And I think God has set over 7 billion people that God speaks to in 7 billion different ways. And that no one's God is better than anyone's God, is more righteous than anyone's God. Now, do I believe that other people people can be misled in things? Of course they can. We all can. But I believe that, like I said, I think God speaks to all of us differently and comes in different shapes and sizes and forms. That's what I believe. That's, that's me. But to stand up there in front of a congregation and tell people that another religion is evil, I had to walk out of the room. I've never had to walk out of my church before. That was the time that I had to walk out of my church. And I'm glad that it was a guest speaker and not my own pastor, because that would have been, I would have left. I would have, I would not have go, gone back to that church after that. Um, you can say a lot of things, but when you are attacking someone's religion, I have to leave. Especially when I have people in my family that are Muslim, that practice um, Muslim uh, views. And they are not evil people. They are not terrible people. And I, I've met some Christians that are not the greatest of people. So I'm like, wait a minute. I've, you know, I have Muslim people in my family who are amazing people, who are beautiful people. And I've met some really terrible Christians. And if I was just going based off of that, 
I would probably switch my belief system. So the fact that you can stand up there in front of people and say that, hey, your religion is evil, it's gross to me. It's irresponsible to me. But it also makes you wonder and worry for your home church. Because if you're here doing it at a where you're visiting at someone else's church, I can only imagine the hate that you're inciting at your own church. And because there are people who are stupid enough to just believe what a pastor says and take that as word and go about their day in, in their life spreading that that toxicity. Like, it's just... This is why people turn away from religion. I'm not saying that they should, but I'm saying that this is why people do it because you guys spread this nasty false narrative and then it, it just grows and it spreads and you're spreading hate. You're not spreading the word of God. You're spreading hate. You're spreading your word. You're spreading your point of view. And that's what every, really every pastor does, I guess, essentially. You're spreading your own personal biased point of view of what you're reading onto other people. And then those people at least a lot of them who can't think for themselves or don't want to think enough for themselves continue to spread that narrative and believe that as gospel because my pastor said so. What do you say then? Because my pastor says a lot of things that I don't necessarily agree with or I don't see his point of view on that. I respect it, but I don't, I'm like, oh, that's not my point of view. I don't see that and I'm not going to spread that. And things that I don't, I will let my pastor know, I don't like this. I don't think that this was okay. And I've had those conversations and I've been in those meetings before with my pastors, with my youth pastors. Yes, I have. Absolutely. Because at my church, at least sometimes, we would open the door to have discussion after what we've read. Um, I was, like I said, I did um, a lot of the young adult program stuff, and I was part of the media team. And sometimes we would break things down after service. What did we take from that? And we got 27 different point of views sometimes. And we talked about it. And that was cool. I liked having those after church discussions. And a lot of times my pastor would hear things and go, I never thought that I was teaching it from that way. Oh my God, maybe I should check on that. Maybe I should fix that. I see your point. And it wasn't like everything made him change, but he did uh, apply some of those changes. Because I think even he realized that I could be reading this in a way that other people might not be reading this. And I'm not going to say that my way is the best way to read it, but maybe everyone has their own point. And maybe, maybe there is no best way. Maybe everyone has their way because God's speaking to them differently than how he's speaking to me. And sometimes when I hear things at church, I, I interpret that in myself. And I'm like, I'm not going to really be combative about what's being said because even though I took it differently, maybe God said it to him in a way um, that's more conducive to others than how he said it to me. You know what I mean? Maybe he'll say it in a way people understand better than I will. But going back to my point is that people are going to, pastors are going to say a lot of things good, bad, in between. Pastors are going to say a lot of things. It's up to us to really decipher what's what's right for our spirit. And to me, hearing that kids who are autistic are demons or demon-possessed, that's not that's not right for my spirit. There's That woman seemed like a church-going, God-fearing woman. I'm not saying you have to go to church to be you know, into God, you can, you can, when two or more are gathered in his name, it's church, right? Doesn't matter where you, where you preach from or, you know, but she seems like a very God fearing, God loving woman. I don't think that her child was possessed or being attacked by demons from birth and doesn't have autism. I think her child has autism. I, I, I believe that her child has autism. And just, just the idea that someone walks away from that sermon and might have an autistic child at home or might have an autistic child after the fact and thinks, my pastor said that autistic children are not autistic, that they're demon-possessed and performs, like, exorcisms on their children or whatever the case after that. I just, 
or, or goes home thinking their kid is demon possessed and they're just autistic. I, that's so dangerous. That's, that is really dangerous. Don't you think? Just a little bit. You know, I mean, I mean, hey, if your kid's walking around and doors and shit are slamming and, and, and animals don't want to be around them and whatever the fuck, maybe you should call somebody. But if your kid is just autistic, your kid might just be autistic. Is that is that a crime? I, I really want to know if this pastor is ashamed of it, because it's it's like, why? Like, why would you jump to that conclusion that? A child. Oh, and he he claims that there's no autism in the Bible. Therefore, autism didn't exist. And this is just a new terminology that people are using instead of saying, no, your child's even possessed. I'm going to be honest with you. I I have not read the Bible cover to cover. I've read a lot of the Bible. Um, Maybe I have read a cover to cover, just not like in one, like in a specific order. Um, But... I, I don't think that's, I don't think that's it. You know, I, I think at the time, at the times that the Bible was written, they, there weren't names for this. Autism wasn't a name, you know? Um, it was a nameless thing that people may have had or didn't even know they had. But I don't think that it's demon possession. I just, I just don't. And I think it's so weird and, and so not okay to, to spread that to your congregation. And I really feel for the people because I'm sure there are now who've heard that and have kind of put that into their practice when they when they approach autism. And I feel for the, the autistic people that may have had someone approaching them about that and saying that you're not autistic, you're just demon possessed. Let me give you an exorcism or something like that. Let me exercise this demon. And it's like, oh my, like, dude, that just sounds so not okay. It reminds me of when people used to think that if you are gay, that you are demon possessed. Um, which I can't even, I can't imagine even growing up in a time where people think that I am a demon or I'm demon possessed because I like other men. I just think that that just sounds so crazy to me. That just sounds so weird. And I like, I mean, I, I think they even thought at one point that people of different colors and nationalities were possessed as well. And I'm just like, that's so crazy. If, if we don't like something, we're just going to automatically assume that it's it's a demon that caused it. That's so... It's like, maybe you're a demon if that's how you... If you automatically jump to the conclusion that someone's demon-possessed because you don't understand them or how they function, maybe they're not demon-possessed ones. Maybe it's you. Like, maybe something is possessing you to be that... Maybe maybe the demon of stupidity is obsessing, is, is possessing you right now. You're just stupid and you just need that stupid exercised out of you. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe we should, you know, exercise that demon out of you. There's many ways to do it, but I'm just, you know what I mean? Like I just, I just, that just feels so, you might want to see somebody. You might want to see somebody. Uh, parents with autistic children. I don't think your child's her people with autism. I don't think that you are demon possessed. I want you to know that. I don't, I don't think that because my opinion is important. It's not. It's really not important. But, like, seriously, I think that's really dangerous. I think that's very scary. I really feel terrible for this mom and for her four children. I think that she's incredible for even making that video and and speaking her mind. I love people who are just like, you know what? I don't care what backlash I'm going to get for this. This is wrong and this needs to be stopped. I really, really do applaud people like that because I know that can be hard. It Especially, like, you know, for a lot of us, 
our church is like, it's like a second home. I know when I was going to church like crazy, it was like my second home. I wanted to be there after work, after school, whatever I wanted. And I loved my friends that I made there. I, I wanted to be there. And you get, you just get to know tons of people. Like I, I was so involved in my church at one point that I just knew tons of people outside the church. We hung out sometimes. We did things together sometimes. We we fellowship sometimes together. Sometimes even when I still see them around, I'm like, hey, what's up? How are you? How's life? Da-da-da. You know what I mean? Like we have that kind of bond with each other, some of us. Um, and I've made some of my best friends from the church that I went to. So, you know, that was, that was really cool. A cool time in my life. Um, and so I know how hard that can be to have to step outside of that and be like, I don't feel comfortable here anymore. I don't, I, but I'm going to speak out on why I don't. That can be very, very hard. So I applaud her for doing that because she seems like somebody who was definitely devoted to her church and definitely loves the word and loves God. And that must be very hard when someone like a pastor comes up to a podium and tells people um, that autistic children are demonic and she has an eight-year-old at home. Like, it's just absolutely terrible. Anyway, guys, I'm going to end this now. I really hope that people... I just, this is just so... It's so stupid and it's just mind-boggling to me that, that this even happened. I mean, it, no, it's not. I can see that it happened. It makes sense that it happened because of all the crazy shit that does happen. But it's just like... I, I just want to know what gets you there. What gets you to that point of believing that you should say that in front of a congregation of people and, and, and not caring about the fact that some of these parents in the audience have autistic children or there could be autistic people in the audience. You're completely putting how they feel and even their safety aside and saying these people are demon possessed or these people are being attacked by demons. Right. Yo, you sound like a really good man of God to me. Okay, anyway, I'm going to end this. I'll see you guys later. Have a beautiful rest of your day. Have a blessed rest of your day, those who are believers. If you're not a believer, you can still have a blessed day too if you'd like one. And yeah, just have a great day. I'll see you guys later. Peace.